0: Punky peeps, and welcome to another episode of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. I'm your host, Angela Bowen, and I hope you're having a great holiday weekend. And for you international listeners, I hope that you're having a great weekend as well. Whether you're traveling, camping, grilling, working out on the water, or just having a relaxing time at home, take me along with you, huh? Alright, well, what I've been up to, I did finish the book Windfall, Windfall by Jennifer E. Smith, which I really loved. It's a YA contemporary, and I saw the movie Everything, Everything at the theater yesterday. It was a very good movie, very faithful to the book, by Nicola Yoon, another young adult contemporary. I also bought the movie Get Out, which I heard was really good. I tried that payday barbecue bar over here in the U.S., and it was what I thought it would be. It was gross. I was going to have Jeremy try it with me, but I'm not going to subject him to the torturous exposure of what I experienced. (laughs) Well, in Monday's podcast, I mentioned I had two surprises to tell you. One is I will be Passing the Bypassing the episode, yes, Punky, there is a Santa Claus. It's an hour long, and I have it actually in my holiday lineup. I watch it every year in December. So I'll be saving it as I'll be doubling up on that and a uh, couple two-parters. And that way, I'll, there's a couple more two-parters coming up. The Henry Falls in Love, that's a two-parter. And the series... Excuse me, the season finale, season one finale, Fenster Hall, part one and two. I'm going to double up on those so you get those in one full podcast episode. That way, hopefully towards the end of July, um, we'll be jumping into season two earlier than planned. Hopefully towards the end of July. And I plan to finish season two by the end of December. So that way we can start out the new year with a new season, season three. Well, my second surprise is a bonus episode where I pick an episode of the cartoon It's Punky Brewster, which aired in 1985 featuring all the original voices from the kids and adults on the show, Punky Brewster, and I'll be reviewing that episode. This is my gift to you for being loyal fans of the podcast and making it halfway through season one with me. That episode will be kept under wraps until it premieres on my SoundCloud SoundCloud page and iTunes. So that episode will should be going up sometime in the next week or so. All right. Once again, po- uh, once again, peeps, I am overjoyed and thankful to that you listeners have decided to join me on this wonderful journey as we partake in Punky Brewster, all of her adventures with all of her friends. Cherry, Alan, and Margo, and also Henry, Betty, and the lovable, lovable, furry, Brandon. Alright, well, here's a quick third surprise I just added just today. I am starting a new podcast. I know, a third podcast. I must be cray-cray. You know what? I don't care because I love what I'm doing. Any guesses on what the new podcast will be? It's called Tea Time with Mr. Belvedere, a Mr. Belvedere podcast. Yeah, what can I say? I love the 80s television sitcoms. I choose them based on the TV show DVD sets that I own here at home. This podcast will most likely debut next month in June around summer because I'll be doing all seven episodes of season one before it premieres up on iTunes. But while doing this, I will be including you guys with listener questions and trivia questions and you guys will get to be... have the first chance to hear it before anyone else does. Alright, so let's get started, shall we? In this episode, Season 1, Episode 11, Bye Bye Mai, after many failed attempts at fixing her broken doll, Mai, Henry throws the doll out, not realizing the doll's sentimental connection to Punky's past. Will Punky be able to forgive Henry or will this be the straw that broke the camel's back and sent her packing? This episode begins in Punky's room as she's flinging toys, books, stuffed animals all out of her toy box and calling out for her doll My to stop hiding. As Henry walks in, asking if she's ready for bed, she continues to fling stuff out of her toy box, not even listening. Henry looks at the mess on the floor and tells Punky he loves what she's done with the place and she tells him she's trying to find My. Your what? he asks. Not my what, my My. she informs him. Oh, your doll, Henry asks, why couldn't she have given her, he asks why she couldn't have given her doll a better name, a decent name. She tells him, she does have a decent name, and Henry tells her it isn't a decent name. A decent name would be like Betsy Wetsy. Punky goes on to explain how she is the first doll she ever had, and she wanted everyone to know that the doll was hers, so she named her Mai. When Henry puts Punky to bed, Punky argues that she can't sleep without Mai because Mai needs someone to hug her at night. Henry assures her that she and Mai will survive e- without each other for one night, and when he pulls back her covers on her bed, he finds Mai's headless body, and he hands it to Punky, who says, Oh, My." You've lost your head again. Wow, you know, this must happen quite a bit then, huh? Did any of you guys have a broken toy that even... Did you guys have a toy that even though it was broken, you still held on to it? Or a toy you couldn't... S- s- yeah. Or a toy you couldn't sleep without due to... Do you still have it today? I am sorry, I am fumbling over my words, oh my goodness. And I wrote all these notes, I spend time going over them, and I still stumble over my words. Punky tells Henry they have to find her head, and he begins looking under the covers, and he turns and sees Brandon in his inner tube bed, using Mai's head for a chew toy. Punky goes over and pulls the doll out of his mouth and tells him he's going to give Mai a headache. Sees Brandon drool all over Mai's head, so she wipes it on her nightgown. Excuse me. Speaking of nightgowns, I remember when I was seven or eight years old, right around there. I had a Gremlins one with Gizmo on the front. It was really cute. And a Little Mermaid one. You know, in all these episodes, what I've never seen... Is any dog toys for Brandon or rawhide bones? No wonder Henry's place is sometimes in shambles because Brandon stole a puppy, and he needs just you know he needs to chew on things to you know work his teeth on and everything because they're like little sharp needles. Punky climbs into bed and tells Henry he'll have to reattach Mai's head again. And Henry says, that doll's had it. She's been to the dolly hospital. She's had four major head glues. I think the kindest thing to do would be to put to pull the plug and send her to the dolly funeral home. Punky chastises Henry, telling him not to say that he'll hurt Mai's feelings. The doll has no head. Hurt feelings are the least of its problem, he points out. Punky begs Henry to fix my head just one more time. Henry tells her he doesn't have time right now, maybe next week. Punky comes back with, what have you lost your head? And the doctor said, sorry, I don't have time right now, maybe next week, in a high-pitched voice. Henry says he'd understand how busy he was and bring his head back a week later. Henry, Punky complains exasperatedly. Finally he gives in and tells her he'll fix it tomorrow Yeah I'd be like Okay you know one last time But after that if it happens again You're just going to have to carry around A headless doll Henry says sweet dreams And turns the light out and shuts the door I love how he always says Sweet dreams to her as he Turns out the light and closes Out the door er, <laughs> Turns out the light And closes the door my mom used to finish with the Lord's Prayer and say Sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite when she left my room when I was a little little kid. In bed, Punky talks to Mai and tells her not to worry that dolls can't get rabies. The next day, Punky, Cherry, and Alan are in the kitchen. And they have Mai on the kitchen table acting as a operating table. Alan's at the sink scrubbing up and Punky calls over asking Dr. Alan if he's all set. And Alan turns around holding his hands out for inspection saying they're sterile and he wipes them. I mean when he holds his hands up you can see literally water droplets dripping from his hands. He wipes them on his backwards jacket, and he walks over to the kitchen-slash-operating table, and the girls put yellow rubber kitchen gloves over his hands. And he asks Punky-slash-Dr. Brewster if she's ready, and she says, yep, and she's wearing one of Henry's shirts on backward. And then he asks Cherry-slash-Dr. Johnson if the patient Mai is out yet, as Cherry holds a Dixie cup over Mai's nose and mouth And then she places a stethoscope On Mai's forehead and says she's out Ellen turns to Brandon Who's dressed like a nurse if he's ready And he just sits on the chair And he's got something over his Nose and mouth His muzzle like uh It's almost like uh, a pantyhose type Uh Linen sock type thing I don't know, he didn't really look too uh, comfortable wearing that. All the kids look adorable in their hospital uniforms. I wonder if Betty got them some stuff from the hospital for them to look more official. Alan asks for the scissors, and he starts cutting away at Mai's neck linen, and then he asks Punky for a Kleenex, and she puts it on Mai's face. Alan tells her, not for her, for me. And Punky dabs at the fake sweat on his face, and he tells her, no, he meant his nose. And he blows into it as Punky's holding it. Gross. And then to make matters worse, he wipes his nose on his glove. If he were a real doctor, he wouldn't be practicing medicine, let alone operating on people due to unsanitary practices. Punky shouts, gross a and tells him, next time, I get to be the surgeon. Okay, here comes the tricky part, he says. Paste, he tells Punky as Punky hands it to him. Well, now I can say I know why her head keeps falling off. They should be using super glue, or maybe rubber cement. I don't know if rubber cement would work, though. Maybe not. He applies very little of the paste, definitely not enough to be effective, and places the body over... Basically places the body upside down, uh, over um the neck part to attach the head, and he pushes down. When he turns the doll right side up, what happens? Well, her head comes pops right off. Punky grabs Mai from the from Alan and storms out of the kitchen and calls back to Alan, and you call yourself a doctor. Alan pulls off his gloves and reflector in the reflector off his head, turns to Brandon and says Big deal. I want to be a fireman anyway, as he walks into the living room with everybody else. Betty is there, and she tells them to wait in the lobby for her, and she'll walk them to school. They were doing all of this before school? What time did they wake up? I mean, I seriously thought it was a weekend. Cherry and uh, uh, Alan head out the door, and Punky walks over to the couch with Mai and tells Henry the operation was a failure, and they tried everything. Henry tells her maybe tonight. He has too much work at the studio and he's in over his head. At least you have a head to be to be in over. Punky tells him. All right, I'll fix it later and leave it right here on the recovery couch along with my bill. Henry says, winking at Betty on the word bill. Punky thanks him and kisses him on the cheek. Skipping out the door to join Cherry and Alan, I love those sweet moments of Henry and Punky when she hugs him and kisses him on the cheek. I It just you could almost think that you know they were real father daughter foster father foster daughter type scenarios. It's really cute. I love their bond. It's adorable. Henry uh, holds Mai's head in front of him and asks, "What are you looking at?" The lights above Henry and Betty flicker. Betty's actually, she's sitting on the couch, like drinking tea or coffee or something. It might be tea. And all of a sudden, the lights above the couch start to flicker, like go off, go on, go on, and off. And it's like she doesn't freak out or anything. She's just like it must be like a common occurrence, like with the electricity in in the building. I don't know, but she's just sitting there, you know, drinking, sipping her coffee, her tea. Um Henry steps out into the hallway and asks Eddie if he'll fix the lights once and for all, and Eddie tells him he's working on it. Coming back into the apartment, Betty tells him that the doll is a mess, and he should buy Punky a new, some new toys. He tells her he did. He bought Punky on an ex- encyclopedia. Oh, wow, Henry, that's every kid's dream. If Punky were growing up in today's world, she probably be wanting a cell phone at age eight. Because I'm sure kids that age probably have them, or some other expensive electronic item. That's just my opinion. I'm sure I'm wrong. Betty just rolls her eyes at him and scoffs and all the hours she spent playing with it. Henry thinks aloud about getting Punky a new doll, and Betty tells him she'd love it. And she, you know, she's surprised and Henry asks, she's surprised, Betty's basically surprised at this. Henry asks, why? Betty says, because he's the cheapest person she knows. As she turns, she goes to head out the door. She turns around, tells Henry the last time he took a dollar bill out of his wallet, it probably crumbled when it hit the light. As Henry steps out of the apartment, he asks Eddie if he wants Henry to call an electrician. Or, um, Henry asks Eddie... If he wants him to call him an electrician about the wiring in the wall, basically a fuse box. And Eddie says he's pretty much finished, and he turns on the light switch at the end of the hallway, and we see sparks flying out of the wall like a fireworks show, and black smoke pouring out. That would seriously warrant a call to the fire department. It would especially set off some sprinklers in the hallway, but it doesn't look like the building has any, so clearly it must not be up to fire code. Eddie tells Henry to take it easy, don't blow a fuse, then laughs at his own corny joke and Henry silences him with a finger across the throat. He says he'll fix the fuse box and Henry tells him, Eddie, good, he'll get him a pail of water to stand in. Oh, he's always threatening Eddie's life. Henry takes Maya and puts her in the garbage chute, and Eddie asks him what he's doing. He tells Eddie he's getting Punky a new doll, and she'll never miss this old thing, and he leaves the building after telling Eddie to get on to fixing the fuse box. In the next scene, Eddie is reading a manual called Watts, W-A-T-T-S, New. As we hear Betty telling the girls to wait upstairs for her, and they yell back, Okay! As she also tells them to quit running and they shout back, okay, again. And Punky runs into the apartment, which is unlocked. That's not safe. Definitely not safe. But he probably, Henry must have figured eddie would be working in that general area because it's like right outside their apartment door. So he figured, you know, it would be fine until he came back. She looks all over for my and comes racing back out of the apartment asking Eddie if he's seen her doll. And he tells her Henry took care of her this morning. And she says good, but why didn't he leave her on the couch? Eddie tells her because he threw her in the garbage chute. Punky tells Eddie they have to go down there and find her. But Eddie informs her it's too late. The garbage collector has already come for the day and collected the trash. Betty comes around the corner and Punky stops her, tells her something awful has happened. That Henry threw away her doll. He what? Betty asks, surprised how Henry should be. She come, says how Henry should be in the Bonehead Hall of Fame. Some doctor he is, Punky tells them and s- says she and Henry Henry need to have a little Clearly, she is furious. Alright, well now we're at the studio. Wow, when was the last time we were here? Maybe parents' night? So there's Brandon hanging out under a plant with a lot of, uh, like a fern plant with a lot of leaves. So Henry must bring Brandon along to work with him so he doesn't destroy the apartment. We see Henry looking at some negatives with his magnifying glass when a woman enters and says she's Estelle Miller and Henry tells her congratulations and goes back to his pictures. She asks if he photographs children and Henry absent mine, Lisa tells her children, adults, dogs, parrots, goats, geraniums. If it breathes, I'll shoot it. Henry... You're getting live business, not freelance work, at least try to act professional. Good, she says, shutting the door and coming over to Henry, telling him she'd like him to photograph her children. And Henry asks how many she has, and she says 432. He stops what he's doing and looks at her, asking if she's considered separate beds. She informs him she just happens to be the principal of the 23rd Street Elementary School and she wants him to give her some estimates of photographing her students. Henry stands up and walks over to his adding machine, puts in the number of students times his price, and comes up with $5,000. Alright, so I'd done the math after I heard that, and that pretty much comes up to around $11 per kid. That seems better than the Life Touch school picture packets I had when I was in school, which probably charged close to $30. I bet it's much more today. Wow, 5000 That would keep them going for a while. Not to mention he wouldn't have to worry so much about finances either. Henry pours on the charm, saying how much he loves children and how stunning her outfit is, as well as herself. She sees right through it and tells him to stop kissing up, but she's smiling when she says it. She says he'll have to earn this gig on merit. He shows her his work and she says, not bad. And she says how her other photographer was a good man too. He was good too, but he was cranky, a very grumpy man. And she's looking for someone who's really great with kids. She's come to the right man, he tells her. He's known as Mr. Warmth, Mr. Kindness, Mr. Uncle Henry. And he tells her, ask anyone. Like how some people have a way with the animals, dogs come to them, birds land on their shoulder. He's that way with children. He paints a mental picture of himself walking down the street and children just flock to him. Or they'll run alongside the car asking Mr. Uncle Henry to play with them. It's a knack, he tells her. He was born with it. He says he has an eight-year-old daughter, and she thinks the sun rises and sets on him. All of a sudden, Punky walks in, calling Henry's name in a sad and pitiful voice, and she turns to face him, and he asks, what's the matter? And she tells him, he killed her best friend. And the principal, Miss Miller, looks on in shock and horror. Henry stands up and tells Miss Miller he made a mistake. This is not my daughter, and he's never seen her in his life. Miss Miller turns to Punky to face her and asks her why she's so angry, and what did Mr. Uncle Henry do? She tells her he took her favorite doll and stuffed her down the trash chute. Miss Miller is outraged at Henry, so outraged, in fact, that she leaps out of her chair and turns to face him and accusingly asks, You threw away her favorite doll? No, yes, but let me explain, Henry says, stumbling over his words. She grabs her briefcase and tells him she's heard enough. As she heads to the door, Henry asks, Miss Miller, but who will take your school photos? And she informs him, Joe Kruger. He may be cranky, but at least he's never snuffed a doll. And she walks out. He follows her out, trying to stop her by commenting on her shoes. According to Henry's sign, which I... Notice, while he was standing outside of his studio, he does commercial work, portraits, fashion, and weddings. <clears throat> You'd think he'd be making quite a bit of money with the weddings. I mean, there's always weddings. I mean, what about senior pictures or, you know, birth announcements, and, you know, engagement photos, stuff like that. You know, t- nowadays, he'd probably have a Facebook page and Instagram and and all that stuff, you know, all that kind of free marketing out there. He storms back inside, slams the door, and demands Punky tell him how she could cost him a $5,000 account. And she tells him he broke her heart. He tells her a broken heart is one thing, but $5,000 is a massive coronary. Alright, I get that it is a lot of money, but I didn't think Miss Miller was completely on board with him. I mean, come on. He was lying through his teeth, and she could seriously see right through that. In my eyes, he was never going to get that account. The fact that she said he's going to have to work for it, you know, to earn merit. So he kind of had to give her a selling pitch. All right. If my child came to me and told me I had done something to break their heart, I would be devastated because I don't think that's a phrase a child would just toss around lightly. He demands to know who told her about it and says someone who will remain nameless. Henry asks if it was a tall, skinny idiot, and Punky says, "'No, it wasn't Eddie!' Henry's clearly out for blood as he threatens Eddie's life, and Punky says, "'Sure, you're getting good at it!' "'Punky!' Henry grumbles harshly. Henry sits down and tells Punky there's a very good reason he threw away her doll. He knew she wouldn't need it anymore. He pulls out this doll that's so creepy it would make the clown doll from the movie Poltergeist seem like a Barbie doll in comparison." A wave of different emotions cross Punky's face and she asks Henry, what's that? Henry says it's Wandering Wilma the Wonder Doll. She can move on her own and speak five lang- different languages, which Henry demonstrates by pulling her string. She says, bonjour, buenos dias, and shalom. Those are only three. Henry sits back, cl- impressed. asks Punky what she thinks and she says are you kidding I can't even understand a word she says and Henry tells her not to worry because the doll comes with it's own teeny weeny foreign dictionary she tells him the only doll she wants is lying somewhere in a heap of garbage, her head's on one side, her body's on the other. Punky heads to the door to leave and turns in the doorway and tells Henry he'll never understand just how important Mai was to her, and she leaves. Henry feels terrible and puts wandering Wilma in the trash, and she says, And Henry kicks the trash can and she says, Mamma mia, at least a couple more times. Back at the apartment, Betty and Cherry are asleep on the couch when Henry comes in carrying a shopping bag, and she goes over to talk to him while Cherry is still sound asleep. She didn't even wake when Betty got up off the couch. Betty asks how it went at the dump, seen as Henry's shirt is dirty. He tells her it was a nightmare, trying to find a doll with a missing head amongst all the trash and the overpowering stench. Betty asks if he found Punky's doll and he said it's in the shopping bag and he takes it to Punky's room. And Betty wakes Cherry up to take her upstairs and Cherry sits up, rubs her eyes, and falls face first back asleep on the couch. And a poor Betty has to lift her up, practically dragging slash carrying her out of the room. Here's a goof. If you watch this scene on YouTube, when Betty goes to open the door, the camera pans too far outward. And you can see the outside past the living room wall on the set. Henry enters Punky's room, turns on the light, and wakes her up. She rubs her eyes groggily and croaks out Henry's name, still sleep disoriented. He tells her he's been down at the dump, and she holds her nose close, asking, did he have to bring it home with him? And he tells her he found her doll. Hmm. I'm going to play this clip of Henry and Punky. He tries to pass the doll off as my, and she even has her face. Ba- he even has her face bandaged, saying she went to a dolly hospital, and she looks mostly the same, but this doll has a porcelain head, and my's head was made of plastic. He gets fed up with her with Punky and asks what it is about that beat-up old doll. And she tells him why her doll is so special to her. It's because her mom gave it to her. And that's one of the last things she has left connecting her to her mother. I mean... oh, I mean, I know it must hurt, but she still has Brandon. And he tells her he tried so hard to find Mai, but he just couldn't. And if she could, un- if he could undo his mistake, he would. He leaves Punky's room so... She can get acquainted with her new doll and names her Henrietta after Henry. Since he found her, and when she introduces Brandon to Henrietta, of course, him being the puppy that he is, he takes it from her and heads to his inner tube bed. All right, that's the episode, the end of the episode. I am going to play that clip for you, and then we will get on with the Brandon Tailwag episode rating.
1: I was looking for your doll. You were? Yes, and I found it.
0: You did?
1: I sure did. But her head was still loose. So I took her to the finest dolly plastic surgeon in the world. The one that fixed up Ken and Bobby when they had their yachting accident. Where is she? Right in here straight from the recovery room and we're going to be the first ones to see her (laughs) i'll take the bandages off so we can see what a good job he did wow isn't that a great job he put her head back on perfectly look the stitches didn't even leave a scar. That's not my. Sure it is. Sure it is. How are you, Mai? She said, fine. No, she didn't. She said that she just came back from the toy store. No, she didn't. <laughs> this is my. Really. Just before the operation, Mai looked up at me and said... this looking the same tell punky it's me (laughs) come on Henry that's a different doll all right the truth is I did look for your doll I looked as hard as I could but I just couldn't find her so I went to every toy store in town that was open and finally I found a doll That was exactly the same kind as mine, and I thought that you'd like her just as much. She may look the
0: same, but she's just not mine.
1: Why is that beat up old doll so important to you? Because my mom gave her to me. Oh. Now my mom's gone. So is mine. never meant to hurt you. I'm sorry I threw away your darling. If I could undo it, I would, but I can't. I just hope that uh, someday you'll forgive me. Henry. Yes? I forgive you. Yes? I just hope you forgive me. For what, dear? Throwing your favorite pipe down the trash chute. <laughs> I forgive you. You see? Feel-
0: it's time for the Brandon Tailwag episode rating. I'm giving it 5 out of 5 Brandon Tailwags 1 for Punky and the f- kids trying to put Mai's head back on. 2 for their cute medical outfits especially Brandon's nurse outfit really a cute scene Number 3 for Henry rummaging through the dump to look for Mai 4 Henry buying Punky a new doll and 5 Punky accepts the new doll and names her Henrietta after Henry Those last moments of the episode really tugged on my heartstrings. Alright, now let's move on to Punky's principles. What I took away from this episode was, it's sad to lose something we truly treasure, especially when it's a gift from someone close to us that may or may not be in our life anymore. It's okay to mourn the loss for a little while, but at some point we have to be able to accept it and move forward and allow ourselves to have new things to cherish and love, If we cling to the past, how can we begin to live the next chapters of our lives? Things come and go, and through those experiences bring knowledge and personal growth. While watching this episode on YouTube, I looked at the comments, and a lot had to do with people recalling how they lost their cherished toys due to their parents' actions, and I'd like to share one of those with you. I know how she feels. I still wish my dad hadn't thrown away my plastic charm necklace. I still would have had it for my three nieces. I don't do eBay and they are hard to come by. Alright, let's hear who Punky Brewster has touched, or how Punky Brewster has touched other people's lives. With the user review from IMDb. Best 80s TV show. This one is from March of 2002. I loved the show Punky Brewster. I've seen each and every one of those episodes. I loved how she always wore very colorful clothes and different shoes, by the way. That funky bed that leaned over when she got on it. Her very colorful room, along with the colorful window and shade. Her dog, her friends, and the way she brightened up the room when she walked in. I wish they would put the reruns on Family Channel so I can record them and cherish them for the rest of my life. Alright, it's time for Punky Peeps Around the World. Let's give a shout out to some new international listeners. The Russian Federation, Germany, Re, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, R-E, there's like a little slash mark above the E, and then Union, U-N-I-O-N. U.S. listeners, let's give a shout out to some new U.S. listeners. Valencia, California, Tinley Park, Illinois, Ada, Ohio, Calais, Maine, hopefully I pronounced that right, I probably didn't, Greenville, North Carolina, and Chicago, Illinois. As always, I want to give a sincere thank you to all the listeners out there, whether you listen to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud, or any other listening platforms that you may use to hear this podcast. I love giving you the episode recaps of Punky Brewster every week, joining me as I go into full detail describing her many adventures and shenanigans with Henry, Brandon, and her friends, as well as my occasional running commentary and childhood stories. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, I will be skipping over Season 1, Episode 13, entitled, Yes, Punky, There is a Santa Claus, to save for for December's holiday time. So I will be reviewing next week, Season 1, Episode 14, Punky in the Record Business, and that will be on June 5th. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so you won't miss an episode. And tell your friends and family about it, because this is a family-friendly podcast to be listened to by all. Also, check my social media sites, which you can access using the links on my SoundCloud account, Punky Power, and an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. I post throughout the week listener and episode trivia questions for upcoming episodes on my social media sites. And if you'd like to become an honorary Punky Peep of the Weep, Crown and all, plus a shout out on the podcast, as well as you'll have a special congratulations post on all my Punky Power social media platforms. All you got to do is just answer the listener and episode trivia questions posted on my social media sites. On Facebook, there's Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, Instagram, Punky PB Podcast. Twitter, Punky PB Podcast, Tumblr, Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast, and Gmail. For those of you that want to email me with episode and bonus episode answers, you know, basically the trivia questions and listener questions, or tell me what Punky Brewster means to you if you watch it as a child or have introduced it to your child, or anything Punky related as well as praise for this podcast. Well, until next time, Punky Peeps, for the U.S. listeners, enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend, and for you international listeners, enjoy your weekend. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.